Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. It does not matter if your mother and your father even divorced or deceased or didn't teach you the truth. It doesn't matter. The point that matters is God wanted you here in this season and this time for a reason, for a purpose. It is my job as pastor to help you discover why God has you here. And it's not hard now that I know Scripture. The assignment that God gave us is the same assignment or the vision that he gave every church. But it has to become personal so you can understand what you can do and what you should be doing so you won't feel fearful and in doubt thinking that God created you for, to be the president of the United States. God created, No, your purpose is so simple because your purpose is the same, same purpose that I have. All of us have the same purpose, all right, and the same assignment. But watch this. From Matthew chapter 28, that's where our vision comes from. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, nationalities, all people. There's not one person that you cannot go to and make a disciple, whether they're Jew, Gentile, if they are Russian or Chinese or whatever they are. God wants you to be able to make, make disciples out of them. Now, you may not be able to go to China, but China might come to you. It may be somebody said that God will send all the way from China to your cubicle for you to make them a disciple. And you, not understanding your purpose and your assignment, allow that to get by. God wants that stopped. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Well, see, I don't have no water. Guess what? That's where the church come in. You get them saved, bring them here, we'll let you baptize them. I'll teach you how to baptize. Well, only ministers can baptize. You're sure right. You missed it. I'm going to teach you how to baptize because you are a minister. Oh, you, you wanted the title. You thought you only became a minister when you got in the pulpit. Baby, you are a minister from that seat. Don't you know all the people that say and come to you, I thought you were a Christian? You know how many people are watching you? They're watching you because you are a minister. We have moved now into the ministry of the believer. Every believer is a minister, whether you like it or not. You can't look at me and hold me accountable and say, you ought to do this, because guess what? You ought to be doing that. I've just been called to a pastoral position to reveal to you what you're supposed to be doing. God sent you here today so that you can get some enlightenment, some understanding, so that you can get busy by doing what he called you to do. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is, God called you to be a witness for him. And he's going to send people your way so that you can minister to, so that you can talk to, so that you can tell them that God ain't fighting you no more. God's not against you no more. He settled the score with you. And I'm going to show you the scriptures on that today. You don't have to believe me. But you have to believe his word. So baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teach these new disciples. That's going to be a process. Teach these new disciples to obey the commandments that I have given you. That means you have to accept the commandments. It's a shame if you try to teach something that you're not willing to embrace. How can you teach me to carry my cross when you had to embrace yours? You haven't let him have your issues, but you want to tell me to let go and let God. The reason why you're going through things is because you've got to learn how to put things down. You've got to learn how to let stuff go. 
So many people that I see now hold on to hatred, hold on to anger, hold on to bitterness, and it begins to show up in them. Why is it showing up? Because you're holding on to it. But if you lay it down, let it go, and witness to that person, how do I let it go? When I lay down my issues that I have with you, I can talk to you. I can talk to you about your salvation and where you're going because it's not about me. And you have to lay aside those weights and sins that so easily beset you. So teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This age that we know is about to wind up. We're getting ready to move into some perilous times. It's been prophesied that 2016 is going to really get ugly. I need to ask you, do you have a God on your side? I want to ask you, do you know him? Do you really know him? Just know, why do you come to church? You come because it's the first part of the year, and you think that this is going to help you get yourself together. Well, guess what? It is. But you have to be committed to it for it to be committed to you. Mm-hmm. See, if you don't embrace this word, this word is not going to do you any good. If you don't embrace this cross, it's not going to help you. When I saw the move of the Passion of the Christ, when I saw how he carried that cross and he laid his hand up against it and hugged and pulled it to himself, he embraced it. Some of you had to embrace this word. You're not willing or ready to do what it tells you to do. So you can't reap the benefits of it. When I saw the Passion of the Christ and I saw him pull that cross to himself and he fell down, he leaned on that cross. That cross was sustaining him. This word will sustain you. If you learn to lean on, that's why this thing is so heavy for you to handle. That's why so much is so barren, it's so big, it's such a burden. He said, cast your burdens upon me. Put them on me. I got this. Put them on what? On my word. And lean on my word for some support. Believe my word. My word says you are an overcomer. Then get ready to overcome it. Believe God. This thing is working for my good. You've got to move into this year with faith. We're too close now. Too close. Some of you have brought your struggles on over into 2016. That's not God's will. But since you brought them, he's going to show you how to deal with them. He's not going to leave you alone. I'm with you always, even to the end of this age. No matter what you do, no matter how big of a fool you act, you got that promise. I'm with you always. Even if you're acting a fool. How many of you here acting a fool? Don't raise your hand. God's still with you. He still has hope in you. He still has some belief in you. You came here today, he's excited about it. That's showing him that you really still hadn't given up. And since you haven't given up, God's not going to give up on you. All right. Next scripture I want to show you today. Proverbs 28, verse 18. This is coming from the message. And y'all know I don't really deal with you with the message until I really want to get something close to you and in your head. Because the message just don't cut any corners and put a lot of feelings and emotions into it. So I want you to feel what I'm trying to say to you today. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble over themselves. You're getting in your own way, baby. You are your worst enemy. Because you can't see what God is doing in your life. You have taken your life personal, and you're operating in the flesh, and you're stumbling over yourself. Young people, you're doing the same thing. You want to know why you can't get it together? Because you're in the way. 
You're following your own self. And you don't know where you're going. It don't make sense, does it? You're stumbling over yourself. And God wants you to get out the way and trust him. You know this thing is winding up. You know it's winding down. We're almost at the end of this dispensation, this time frame that we're in. And you still haven't accomplished, and you still don't know your purpose. You still wonder, what is your assignment? Well, you're not going to find your assignment in the bed, laying around in the bed. You're not going to find your purpose saying, I don't feel like getting up. You're going to get out of your feelings. Your feelings and your emotions got you where you are right now. Yeah. You felt for somebody you shouldn't have felt for. You failed for something that you shouldn't have failed for because you were following your emotions. Well, this year, we're going to follow the word. Everything must submit to the word of God. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Your emotions got to bow. Just because you feel like a nut, that does not mean you have to act like a nut. So what I want you to do this year is make a resolve in your heart that you're going to fulfill your purpose this year. How many of you all are willing to fulfill your purpose? All right. What's your purpose? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let me show you. Everybody got the same purpose. Watch this. There you go. Your purpose, why God created you, is to act like God. And we found that in Genesis where he said, I created man in my own image. To be like me. God created you to be like him. So don't leave this place today saying, I don't know what my purpose is. You're lying. You don't want to accept it. Your purpose is for you to act like God. So what? You're in a marriage. They're getting on your nerves. Then you act like God. How does God act when you get on his nerves? How do you want God to act when you get on his nerve? You want to be patient. You want him to be kind. You want him to be gentle. Okay, then you need to act like God. You're on your job. That man says something crazy to you and talks about this. You need to act like God. Call those things that be not as though they were. Act like you got some responsibility. Act like you have some authority. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stumbling over yourself. Stand up and be who God called you to be. His sons, his daughters. You're ministers now. Now, I'm not going to promise you I'm going to go into this year being easy with you. No, I'm going to tell you the truth. You are more than what you have become. And this year, you need to decide that you're going to shine. That your light going to shine before men so they can see your good work because that mess, you're going to stop. You got to go the opposite of the world. The world's doing their stuff. They're showing everybody what they're doing. They're coming out of every closet there is. You better hide your mess so you can get over it. Confess it to God. God, look, I don't want everybody to see this. This is between me and you, and you need to fix this because this thing I like doing. You didn't hear that part, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some stuff that you like doing, baby. <laughs> you know it ain't right. You need to go to God and say, God, you got to fix this. This thing going to take me to hell if you don't do something. I'm going to damage some lives if you don't see it. Everybody's going to see this mess if you don't hurry up and do something about it. 
I'm getting too close to exposure. You need to help me. I don't want to be embarrassed. So God, deliver me. Mm-hmm. You better cry out before it's too late. Because when it comes out in the open, everybody's going to see it. You're going to cry then. You're going to be asking God, God, can I turn back the hands of time? Mm-hmm. God ain't playing with us this year. He is not playing with us this year. Everything is intentional. Everything is intentional. God has a plan to get you out of that mess. But if you won't listen, he's still going to get you out of it. He will bring you to repentance. There's too much wrapped up in you that God wants to do through you for him to keep letting you miss it. So God says that I will expose your secret sins. Can't have this little love on the side with God no more. Open rebuke is better than secret love. I know you don't want to hear this on the first message of the year. I understand it. Thank you. Tell the truth. Can you handle the truth? Watch this. Your assignment is really difficult. It's to win souls. Your assignment is to win souls. Now, what are you doing that you can't win the soul that God sent to you? How are you living? Are you living so messed up that that soul that you're trying to win don't even believe you saved? You cussing, you smoking, you drinking, you chasing the women, you chasing the men, and you're going to tell them about getting right with God? And you just got their phone number? That don't sound right. There's something wrong with that picture. And that's why God told you, I taught you last year, lay aside the weight and sin. You got these great crowd of witnesses watching you. Put some stuff aside. Some stuff you just, you just got to get stronger. So many people in the church now, the devil take at will. He can get you to sin just like that. Anytime God got a blessing coming your way, he can get you to mess up, and he takes your blessing. He can't do nothing with it. Like a dog chasing after a car. You catch it, what you going to do? You hadn't thought the process out. Most of y'all hadn't thought the process out. Your sin going to take you somewhere. And you need to figure the process out, where it's going to take you to. If I do this, what's going to be the end result? What could this be? Yeah, if I enjoy pleasure just for this season, what's going to happen when this season is over? Pay the piper. Uh-huh. All right. Let's keep going. All right. The assignment for this house and for this church, I want you guys to be able to know, because it's not just God called you to do something. He called this church to do something. So you need to know what this church is called to do so that you don't think this church is just sitting idly by and not doing it. Every time you come in here, you're helping me fulfill the vision that God gave us for this church. When you do what you're supposed to be doing, the church can do what it does. Watch this. The mission of this church is to empower this generation that is lacking in knowledge to live successful. A lot of y'all, especially our young people, the lost generation, especially 18 to 24, they don't know what they want to do. The economy has just shifted on them. They don't know how to survive in it. Y'all didn't even know that. Most young people now can't get a job. They have to get contract employment. They have to work for a contractor. 
They can't go into Nike and just start work. They have to come through a contract. Temporary agency. That's how they get their employment for this generation. Why? Because the big companies are saying, I don't want to invest in you. I want you to prove your work. The temp agents are not going to be paying them enough money to survive, so they're going to have to get two or three jobs. Guess what? They can't come to church. Everything is strategic, baby. That went over your head, didn't it? And y'all think that everything is going along as usual. No, the devil is playing his game. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all who are older, thinking you're going to retirement, you better be praying. If they don't want to invest in the young, you know they're not investing in the old. When they downsize, guess what? So your faith and trust is going to have to be in God. You're going to have to trust in God. So this church has been called to repair the breach between God and his people. I'm up here now telling you that God ain't mad at you. I'm telling you now that you and God are okay. I don't care what you did. I don't care what you've done. You and God, he's okay. You're not fighting with God no more, and God ain't fighting with you no more. He's not arguing with you about what you're doing wrong. He said, you know what you're doing wrong. He knows what you're doing wrong. And when you get ready to do right, I'm going to still be right here. We ain't fighting over it no more. You like what you're doing. Okay, when you get tired, I'm still God. And I still love you. And I'm going to do everything I can to help you get out of it. Think about it. If your own son, your own child, they might be living a hellish life. But when they come to you and say, Daddy, I'm tired of this, what you going to do? Thank you. So you expect God to be different? When you get tired of being sick and tired and you call upon him, I guarantee you he will answer. I'm telling you because I'm here, I'm here in his stead. I'm telling you what he said. He says, I'm not holding your sins against you. I'm not holding that against you. Somebody else may be, but I'm not. Let them do them, but I'm going to be who I am. Let me be me. That's all he's saying, for I am God. Oh, by himself. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So we've been doing this for the last four or five years. We hadn't gotten to this part yet. This year, I hope and pray that we can move into the part where we begin to repair the breach between the races. Now, that does not mean I'm expecting for a mixed congregation. That may not ever happen, especially in Mississippi. It may happen. I don't know. All right? I believe God that God can do whatever he wants to, when he wants to, how he wants to. And when he do it, I'm going to be sorry. God, you show, you but you go, God. All right? Because I know I can be silly sometimes, and I don't know how that's going to work with me and them. But anyway, we're going to reach out. All right? We're going to do our best. We're going to be intentionally, all right? I'm telling y'all where we're going, so y'all might as well get ready. Uh, we're going to go. We're going to invite them over here. We're going to go over there. We might have to do some eating services or whatever, but we're going to go back, and we're going to repair the bridge between the races. Look, they don't have to, they, look, we all got the same blood. Whether you're white, Chinese, or whatever, we all got the same. By one blood, he created all nations. So why we can't communicate together? Rodney King was awesome, not you, Rodney King. Rodney King, that, you know, he said a statement that really has shook my world, and I cannot shake it. 
He asked them a question after he had been beaten, after those people had gotten off, after he had let everything go. He asked one question to society. Why can't we all just get along? So simple. Why can't we all just get along? Well, God has called us as this church to answer that. We've got to figure out why we can't just get along. And we've got to fix it. So this year we have to be intentional. We have to reach out. We have to go to other churches. We have to go and be involved because that's where they go. So we've got to go there. They may have an evening program. We might have a time where we have to have a sit-down talk. We might have a business meeting. Whatever we're going to do, but we're going to have to be intentional about it. Yes, Amen? You have to invite some of them on your job. Tell them, don't be afraid. I don't who. Uh-uh. <laughs> I get caught up in that. You know, I'd have been a fell out up in here. My wife be trying to give me that asthma pump. No. All right. So we're going to repair the breach between the races and repair the breach between the church community and the business community. There are a lot of you all in here who have businesses. A lot of you want to start businesses. A lot of our 18 to 24-year-olds need to be self-employed or learn to be entrepreneurs because that's going to be your only way out. Remember, you are contract employees. By the time you do get a, a decent job and, and the Nike and the Fed bring you in, they have an exit route for you too because they're not going to retire you. So your best goal is to learn some uh, entrepreneurship. So we're going to have class this year about entrepreneurs. We're going to have class about how you get started in your business, how to run your business right. You're going to start off a business, you're going to, well, I got this little thing on the side. Well, get it in the front. Amen. All right? <laughs> Clean it up, get it right so you can make some money off of it. Yeah. You know what Jesus told them? He said he was getting ready to make some wine for those folks. He said, bring the pots. When they ran out of pots, the blessing stopped. What pot do you have for your blessing? <laughs> what stream do you have flowing into your life? So what? You may be okay. You may be working at your Nikes or, or at your FedEx. That's a stream. That's just one stream. Don't quit that one for nothing. But have you a little gig on the side. Get your hustle back. Now, now I'm not talking about with the dope. Don't do that. That's not a hustle. That's a, get a legal hustle, okay? All right? That stuff will send you to jail, okay? So, so you want to do things with God and with God on your side because God's going to bless it. And don't come to me telling me that you have a felony, you have a record. That's why you need to create your new name. Now, I'm not talking about the illegal way of doing it. Just go out there and be JoJo's lawn service. Amen. Because when JoJo is good and be built, willing to do what God told him to do and operate in, in biblical principles, guess what? People ain't going to care where JoJo being. They just want him to get their yard done. And that customer is going to tell somebody else and somebody else and somebody else, and you're going to end up cutting the president's house or somebody's house, and next thing you know, your way has been made for you. And don't nobody know where you came from. They're just looking at you for where you're going. Stop using excuses this year and be intentional about what you're going to do. All right? So, now, that's what the church is doing. What are you doing? What is your vision? What is your plan? What is your purpose? What has God got for you? In 2016, here it is. Restoration. Ah, oh, look at that. God bless you. Hi. <laughs> restoration. Why did y'all just show up? Where y'all been? Y'all just showed up when I said restoration. Ain't that something? All right. God bless you. God, dog it. God be doing some stuff. Well, I tell you. And look, all right, let me come out in the open. All right. All right. I'm coming to the center. Yeah, I'm stubborn in my ways. All right. I, it's a lot of y'all supposed to have been reached out to, and I ain't reached out in the right, in the right way. 
But I, I, I asked my wife, am I stubborn? <laughs> no, I just want to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I love you all. I can't let you get away with murder. And then when I, when I challenge you guys, I get mad, and then I don't be want to talk to you no more, and I know that's wrong, and I'm going to fix it this year, all right? All right? All right. I'm going I'm to try restoration. I'm going to try to reach out. I'm going to try to call you. It's hard, boy. It's hard. Sometimes I just rather text. And I don't even like texting. It's so impersonal. I don't have to text. Y'all, y'all know how to text. Text is you read what you want to read in text. So I just text you. You take it how you want it. I did it. You know, I did it. I did my part. No, that wasn't my part. I know what means the most to me. So I can't use texts no more. I've got to call you. Because that's what reaches my heart. So I apologize for y'all. I've been texting. All right. I embrace you. I love you. All right. Now that's enough about me. All right. Let's get back about you. This, boy, this, this ain't nothing to play with up here. It makes you show who you are. All right. So I repent and I ain't taking you into this year holding nothing against you. I'm going to try to find, help you find your purpose and your potential. All right. All right. So your assignment for 2016 is restoration. God wants you to restore. There's some bad relationships, number one, that you've been involved in and some that you caused. So you want to reach the new people, God said, I want you to restore them that you hurt. You already have a relationship with them. It's a bad one, but I don't need you to fix it. Now, just because you fix it, that don't mean you got to stay in it. I can restore this relationship. Just say we've been mad at each other. I done, I done got it fixed, okay? But you're still living crazy out there. But we done fixed this relationship now. All right. Now, if you all want to come to God, I'm here for you. All right? But see you. I'm not going to hang with you if you're still doing all you want to do out there. But I'm going to be here for you when you get tired of what you're doing. Why? Because I might like what you're doing out there and want to sneak out with you. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Don't forget what I'm teaching you. So some relationship that you're going to go fix, you'll have to fix it and walk away. Love them from a distance. Because you're going to get caught up in that same situation again. Because that was your weakness. And when your season comes around, the devil going to tempt you with your weakness. Let me keep going real quick because i got about five minutes to give you this. All right. I'm coming from the message again, from Isaiah. This is where we got our scripture from, where we should, and the Bible said we should be called repairs of the breach. Well, this translation translated so a way that it's going to hit you home right where you are. Watch this. If you get rid of your unfair practices, especially you that want to be entrepreneurs and go into business, and I did not pull this because I knew you was coming. I got what God put in my heart. So, you know, so I'm saying I made my message. Some of y'all think, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this little rabbit trail and I'm going to come back to this. Some of y'all think that I set up and I put my message together because of something that I heard about you. Are you crazy? Amen. You think I'm going to spend all this time for a message just for you? Uh-uh, baby. No, no, no. I'm getting what God wants to say, and he just happened to know you. So I'm getting what God said. This comes from God. This did not come because I heard through the grapevine that you were doing something crazy. So stop letting the devil trick you. And think, somebody told pastor about my business. When I come to church, he always put my business out there. Baby, you ain't the only somebody the devil is tempting. You think you're that special that you're the only somebody that the devil is after. <laughs> Woo! You, you, 
you're really conceited. <laughs> you really think you got it all going on. You're the only somebody that the devil is after. Really? Man, you messed up. All right. So if you get rid of your unfair practice, I'm back on this again. All right. I have to let y'all know where I'm going. All right. So y'all stay with me. All right. So if you get rid of your unfair practice, quit blaming victims. Whoa. Quit blaming victims. You, you don't hear that, do you? Quit blaming victims. They the victim. That's why I ain't doing this, God. That's why I ain't coming to church, God, because they did. No, you blaming them for what you want to do wrong. I told my daughter, I punish her sometimes, and she get mad at me. You're going to make me pay for what you did. It's your fault, but you're going to make me pay for it. Well, you shouldn't have punished me. You shouldn't have done it. <laughs> you blaming me for what you did wrong. The same way. You blaming somebody else because you acting a fool. Watch this, and this is tricky. This is strategic. This is intentional. When somebody hurt you, the devil make you want to turn your back on God. When somebody hurt you, the devil make you want to do wrong. He gives you a right now to do your own thing because they hurt you. They messed up. So you become judge, jury, and executor of your own self. You punishing yourself because they did wrong. You're going to go get you some. You're going to go get busy. You're going to go sin because they did wrong. They hurt you, so you're going to go back to your bottle. You're going to go back to your dope. You're going to go back to your sneaking around because they did wrong. Really? Really? You give that person that much control? Why not give it to God? Mm -hmm. Stop blaming the victim. It's you. Quick gossip about other people's sin. Carol. Hey, look, I ain't going to be repeat these Gospels. I know it's gospel. I ain't going to repeat this. So you better be listening close the first time. <laughs> yep. That's the way you are. You try to stay in Scripture. I'm not going to repeat no gossip. So you better listen close when I say it the first time. I ain't going to say it again. I ain't going to be sinning. Gossiping, period, about other people's sin. They ain't helping them and it's not helping you. You are to restore. Find a way to restore that person that's in that sin. Stop gossiping, telling somebody else about them. And not both of y'all wrong. And in church. If you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out people who are just struggling and don't know how they're going to make it, start looking after them folks, start praying for those folks, believing God for those folks, and you live and your lives begin to glow in the darkness. Your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Situations that you're in and you, look, and you don't look like you're going to get your way out, all of a sudden a burst of light starts to come through and people looking at you like, I, I see you coming out. Girl, I don't know how you're doing it, because if it had been me, I would have been, yeah, if it had been you. Hallelujah. But it's me. Hallelujah. And it's time for me to shine. Yeah. 
and I need to do what's right. I need to do what's right and pleasing to God's eyesight so I can shine. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.